Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Accommodation Show. This week, I am super pumped to welcome the legendary Tyanne Marsink-Hammond to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Bart. I appreciate it. I have been looking forward to this interview for quite a while. We connected the first time roughly around about three years in the depths of three years ago in the depths of COVID. Uh, and finally, finally, after having met you in the US, after having had numerous conversations in the background, I get you on the accommodation show. You even brought me chocolate in Miami. That's all right. I completely, you did. completely yes. forgot about that. I'm a good yes, boy. Yes, and gifts are my love language. So, of course, I remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, there, I think that might have some, some Freddo frogs. I think you might order Freddo frog. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I wasn't allowed to bring beer for everyone. Uh, customs wouldn't let me. Otherwise, I would have brought over a few cases of beer from Australia. But maybe next time. <laughs> next time. Yeah. Um, great. Tyanne. Um, I'm really excited because I obviously know your skill set. I know what it is that you do. I know that your, um, I mean, your title in this is that the queen of guest experience. You really do understand the guest very well. Um, you're working with for Touchstay, um, which is all about the guest experience. And then you also have your own property management companies that have grown uh, massively over the past three years. I would love you to introduce yourself to those of, uh, of, of the audience that don't know you or maybe even give an update to the people that do know who you are uh, and give us a bit of a who is Tyanne. Thanks, Bart. So I am the one who bought a bank where you can legally launder in the Ozarks. So I know a lot of you watch the show, The Ozarks, and uh, that's where I live is The Ozarks, even though it was filmed north of Georgia or north of Atlanta in Georgia. Um, but I bought a bank and I turned the laundry room into the, or I, tur I turned the vault, the safe into the laundry room. Um, but there's actually two vaults. So the other vault is the blowout bar for the brides and bridesmaids who come. But that's one part of our brand um, that's in Missouri wine country. And Missouri was the first established wine country in the United States. Napa Valley was second. Um, if you wanna learn more history about it, I've got all kinds of different tips, things like the fact that Missouri actually saved the French wine industry. So we can talk about that more later if you want. Uh, and then my second brand is Branson Family Retreats. That's where we focus on large family homes, focusing on three to four generation families that come. Our smallest house is four bedrooms. Our biggest house is 10 bedrooms. We did only have like six of them um, in this past year. And then by the end of this year, we'll be at 12. So we're doubling in size this year, which is really cool. No, wait, 15. We're going to be 15 oh. for this year. <laughs> it's a bit like that, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yes. Um, but I've been doing this since 2007 when I built my very first vacation rental. Um, all of them in Branson are purpose-built homes. And then the ones in wine country are historical properties. Um, and those are arranged from the smaller one at a tiny house up to um, a large two-family flat. So, you know, within the past 15 years, I've had to figure out, you know, the big houses, the little houses, uh, the tourist places, the lake places, the places where people don't really come, you would think, because we were the very first vacation rentals in town. Uh, so mm. I guess you could also say that I like to pioneer and start where nobody else is. Yeah. Look, and I guess that, that raises so many questions that, that for that I could have for you in so many angles that we could go down because you, you know, from, you know, building a startup, 
um, how do you how do you scale? How do you grow from scaling or to scaling a property management company and then also creating a boutique brand? Um, I think they're all fascinating topics that I would love to have you come back and talk to us about. Um, and I encourage everyone in the audience or anyone in the audience that's interested to check out the links of the show notes. And then you'll be able to connect with these properties and these brands and, and, and learn more about Tyann or even go and see her speak because she is all over the place uh, delivering great uh, talks. Now, this episode for me, I really wanted to talk to you about uh, sort of a, a bit of sort of the technology side and a bit of the automation side and a bit of the guest communication side. Uh, it's something that really interests me and something that I think is a, a hot topic for a lot of people is how do we communicate well with our guests? Now, this doesn't matter if you're a short-term rental or a hotel or a massive airline, you still need to be able to communicate effectively with your passengers, with your guests. Um, and of course, in this episode, we're gonna break it down probably more so into the STR space will apply for everyone. But that journey and um, that communication journey, you, it's something that you've been refining for quite a while. I have been, yes. And it's something that I used to not be very good at either. <laughs> um, I was the host that would forget to send my templates out, you know, with the door code and guests would call me up and say, oh, we're at your house. What was the door code again? Mm. <laughs> oh, we've been standing here for an hour trying to get a hold of you. It's like, oh my goodness. Okay, um, go get some pizza, go get some ice cream. <laughs> Here's your code. Um, I was not very good at it. So, you know, I have learned trial by fire. And as you said, I've been refining my communication flow for the past several years once I realized how important it was. And mm. from the fact that, you know, when I started 15 years ago, we didn't have a lot of tech at that point. I mean, I was literally emailing a guest agreement. They had to print it off, sign it with ink, write me a check, and put it back in the mail to me to pay for their, to their stay. I mean, that's how non-tech we were. I wrote everything down on a piece of paper, on a paper calendar for every stay. And yes, after my first double booking, um, and my one and only double booking, because <laughs> it is a rite of passage, right? <laughs> Um, that's when I started looking at more technology and that was when I only had two places. Um, so with the communication flow, I have figured out you cannot over communicate. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is you can also never give too many small pieces of communications. The problems come in when someone looks at your big long email and says TLDR, too long, didn't read. And you have buried all that important information, including the access code to the house right in the middle of it. And they don't read it. They just file it away. And then they get upset that they can't find the information that you sent them. And you're thinking, well, I, I sent it all to you. What are you doing? Where's it at? Um, so instead, I have been refining a communication flow of over 20 touch points. That's two, zero touch points from the time they book to the time they arrive. And it's little pieces of communication. So there's not a lot of action that has to be done with each one. It also is timed in a way, in a way that answers their questions before they even ask them. So with the years and years of hosting guests and knowing, okay, they're gonna ask me for the directions at this point. Well, then I set up my communications to answer 
that question to send the directions just a few days before they get to the point of asking. That way they feel like I'm taking care of them, that I'm preparing for them, and I'm going to welcome them on arrival. Uh, we had one guest, um, and this is a story you may or may not have heard before if you were listening to me speak at, um, this past year at one of the industry conferences. But we, um, July 4th weekend, which in the US, that is our Independence Day holiday. It's one of the biggest travel weekends of the year. And we gave our team our boots on the ground off for the holiday, and my husband and I were covering. So the guest gets in, it's Saturday, it's 6 p.m. holiday weekend, and they call up and say, hey, the dishwasher's not working. Well, we didn't even try to find a maintenance person being holiday weekend after hours. And we thought, okay, we're going to go over there and we're going to YouTube this thing and we're going to fix it ourselves. So we get there and this is our big 10 bedroom property. And they answer the door and we come, we come in and the, the gentleman who had booked the place immediately, he's like, oh my gosh, you're the owners. We're like, yeah. Yeah, we are. Please be happy. <laughs> and, and instead of him being upset about the dishwasher not working, he goes, oh my goodness, the communications you guys have sent were fantastic. I have been so prepared for this week. We have been staying at vacation rentals for the past 25 years, and I have been organizing for my extended family for 25 years, and this has been the best experience overall because we've been able to prepare and plan, and we knew what to expect, and we knew you were gonna take care of us. Mm. And as he told me this, I'm like, okay, okay, can, can, I, can I get a video? He's like, sure. So we went outside and I got a video testimonial while I left my husband to take care of the dishwasher. And yes, YouTube helped us out and we fixed it. <laughs> but the, the cool thing is it was, you know, it's not just a gut feeling to me that communications are extremely important. It's the fact that it's, I, I've got the data. I've got the guest, what they tell me. This guest, we didn't hear a peep from them in the entire uh, planning stage but up to the mm. point he arrived and told us there was a problem with the dishwasher mm. yet he was overly thrilled with how we communicated with him and it built his trust in us and he knew that he was being taken care of by us personally mm. brands and family retreats and our brand no matter what ota he may have come to us from yeah yeah wow look i think through that, I've in my mind, I've got ten questions at least that I've written down in terms of different different paths I want to go down with this conversation because I couldn't agree more with that that communication and actually uh, internally for iBooked Online, it's something that we're looking at actively right now. We've got some communications we set it up a few years ago. They're okay. They're okay, but okay for me personally is not good enough. Uh, my company is not going to do what I want it to do unless we're exceptional at each of those steps and making people feel amazing um, with that experience. And that's what we sell. We sell, I, the people go with iBooked Online because they're like, oh, this experience is, is so great. Um, and, you know, it's not just a website, right? We're, we're, we're business partners in a way, trying to help you grow the business. Now, similarly, when people are booking accommodation, I think quite often, um, you know, it can be transactional and just like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yep. This is a bed book it, that sort of thing, but we forget about the person who's actually staying and the experience that they're actually going to have and what it's going to be like and what their pains and uh, pain points are as they go. My first question 
in terms of that set because I do want to go through and I want to talk about guest avatar and how important that is in terms of setting up your messaging. But one of the first thing that you said was 20 different touch points. Can you, <laughs> and the logic is there, but can you kind of break that down so that people can start to go, all right, if I had 20 touch points, this is what they would look like. Absolutely. And that is the exact same reaction that most people give me. They're like, oh my gosh, 20. And you want me to send 20 emails that that's overkill tan. But the thing is, it's not all emails. We also do SMS text messages. We send a physical greeting card to the guest after they've booked. Wow. Now, this is a card that says, you know, thank you for booking. We're looking forward to your arrival. Here is our favorite hiking trail. And this is why it's our favorite hiking trail. And here's a map of the hiking trail. So it is something to get them prepared and ready and excited and to keep that excitement from the point of booking through their stay. And what happens is that greeting card also sits on their windowsill in the kitchen and might go on the refrigerator and they're able to see it every single day. And it reminds them that it's, they've got to stay with us. They've got a booking done. It's not just some digital receipt that's sitting in their email inbox. Mm -hmm. So doing all these different types of touch points in different manners, we're also being sure to hit upon the different ways that the guest likes to communicate and their different love languages. So we don't know what kind of love language or language of appreciation that each of guests has, but if we touch on all of them, then we'll make sure that we cover them. Now, the other thing gonna, about our touch I'm gonna points... To, I'm going to have to jump in, Tyann. Love languages. Let's, uh, let's break this down quickly for people because uh, I yeah. believe, I don't know what year it was created, um, but I've done, I've done mine. Um, but can you help people out with what the love languages are? Absolutely. So um, this was created by Dr. Gary Chapman, um, the five love languages, and you can go do a free test of, to find out what your love languages are. So as we, I mentioned earlier, and when we started, my top love language is gifts of is, um, gifts of appreciation. So receiving gifts. And then there's also acts of service. Mm -hmm. There's quality time. Mm -hmm. There's physical touch and mm -hmm. words of appreciation. So saying thank you to your guests, no matter what they ask, it, the point they book, you know, after they stay, always saying thank you is very, very important for a guest whose love language is words of appreciation. In the reverse, if their love language is words, words of appreciation and you don't say thank you to them, that is huge detriment to how they view you. So there's two sides to it. You know, you know, you're feeding into, yes, we appreciate you. We appreciate you that you're a guest, but if you don't hit it, then that's not good for you either. And a lot of people don't think about that because you know, it's not something that's talked about a lot. Yeah. And look, my, my life, I know that my love languages are not gifts. If I get gifts, I'm a bit like, mm, okay, cool, whatever. But if someone, the, 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 the recognition, someone talking to me and saying, Hey, you know, or even so I say, I love you. And that sort of thing, that's really important. So check out the love languages. If you've not checked them out, they can, um, at least it's, I think a great opportunity to evaluate where you are within yourself and your relationship. So something that a nice little tip here, but then now what we're doing is we're applying some of those concepts to the guest experience. So I mean, how, I kind of know, but what, how does that, how is that relevant? Like, why are we talking about love to our guests? 
<laughs> well, love or appreciation, both of those can be, in our situation, it can be intertwined with our guest. And um, so one thing is you could always go to my website and I'll, Bart, if you can put this link into the, the show notes, I did a whole presentation, an article about the love languages with your vacation rental guests or for your <laughs> lodging guests. Okay, so you guys can head over there to, to, list, to read that. And um, that one was actually done in conjunction with Heather Bayer and yeah. Andy McNulty. So it's, yes. it's a really good one. Great. Um, so yeah, so love languages, that greeting card that I send them, that is a gift. It is also an acts of service because we prepared them to show them, hey, here's a really cool hiking trail. And it is quality time that we've spent the time to put this together for them and sent it. With the letters, right now, all I get through the mail is letter from, letters from the bank and they're like, your interest rates are going up. That's the only mail I get. I don't get anything else. Maybe a bill for the electricity and the water, but most of them are digital. But it's just the bank just telling me really bad news all the time. So even just the smallest something which is unusual, you know, like there would be so such a surprise to get a, a, a letter from anyone, to be honest. Yes, exactly. And we use tech for this so that it only takes me, you know, two minutes a month to send out my greeting cards. And we do the greeting card right after they've booked. And then I also do a thank you card after they've stayed. So in my 20 points, I'm only counting that greeting card because in the beginning, because remember I said there's 20 between booking and arrival. So there's more mm -hmm. touch points after that. Um, but the other things that are just normal things like, hey, your card is going to be charged for the balance next week. If you want to change your credit card that's on file, click here and you can do that. So mm -hmm. those little things are touch points as well. Just a simple saying, we're still here. We're still expecting you. If you need anything, just let us know. And one of the reasons this really, really works, I've found, is because way back, oh gosh, about a decade ago, when um, I was a consultant for HomeAway, we found, or they found, that 60% of customer service calls were done, you know, between that, that booking time, that time of booked and arrival, and mm -hmm. the guests were saying, hey, we haven't heard from our host. We haven't heard from the property manager. We haven't heard from the owner. Mm -hmm. Do we still have a booking? We are getting zero communications. What's going on? And this is still happening when you look at social media and you look at those Facebook groups of guests saying, um, we just booked this place for $10,000 and it's been a week. We haven't heard from the vacation rental owner. Do you guys think it was a scam? What's going on? <laughs> and then myself as a guest, I've experienced that. I have booked places. There's not even a thank you message from the host saying, hey, thanks so much for booking. And then nothing. And then still nothing like I have a place booked for when I go to the vacation rental design conference in North Carolina. I have not heard from my host since I booked. I asked a question. She answered it right away. I booked nothing. I don't even know how I'm going to get into the house, you know, and I'm arriving in two weeks. So, you know, sitting here like, okay, are you going to communicate with me? I hope you're alive. What's going on? <laughs> and when, the guests feel like that. That's not good for you. That doesn't build their trust in you. Yeah. And it, it's such a crazy one because it's, it's such an easy thing to do. I mean, you're talking 
a day or two and then refining from there, right? Which is a lifetime. <laughs> but the initial sort of setup automation, figuring out the 10 emails or the 20 emails, whiteboarding it, if you if you're if you're that's the way that you're you're inclined to, to put these things together and and then working out what that flow is gonna be. Um, it's not a lot of work to, to do that setup and there's the automation that takes care of it. I'm gonna move on to the next one, which I think is really important. Um, uh, the 20 points uh, we'll come back to later, just so that everybody knows. At the, at the outset of the episode, I talked about the fact that a lot of these ideas can permeate across sectors, um, be it, you know, if you're in an airline or be it if you're in a hotel, a motel, a, a campsite, you know, it doesn't matter. There's still that guest communication that you want to have. Now, I know that you've got sort of two sets of different properties. So the Missouri house, the Branson family retreats. So I, am I right in saying that each group gets its own set of uh, flow in terms of a sequence of emails? Absolutely. And they're also because they're one, like you said, it's a different guest. And the other thing to think about is it's a very different booking window. So the Branson family retreats, the big houses, people book far in advance. It's an average of a five month booking window. So I've got lots of time to drip information to my guests. With Missouri House, it's a much, much smaller booking window. We're looking at an average of four weeks. And a lot of times with the small places, it can even be within the same week. And so therefore there's not going to be as many touch points because I don't want to overwhelm them and be sending something, you know, twice a day type thing. But instead we pare it down to exactly what that guest will need. Um, I haven't counted it up completely, but I'm going to guess there's probably around 12 or so that we send out to those guests. I've actually this week just added one more and this is a um, email and a text message. So it's actually two points of touch point. And it's all about our e-bikes that we added to two of the properties. Mm, so I saw them that know, on social media. Yeah. Yep. So letting them know that we have e-bikes to rent and which is really cool for these two properties because they sit on the Katy Trail and the Katy Trail is the longest rails to trails in the country at 237 miles. So we have people from all over the world come ride the Katy Trail from start to finish or even do sections at a time. And so, you know, folks that want to drive and not bring their bikes or they don't have bikes, they can rent our e-bikes. How, how brilliant. Okay. So, uh, yes. So we've got, we've got different emails that goes for different properties and that also, uh, relates back to the guest avatar. So who's actually going to be staying with us and making sure that we're catering the emails to that particular group. Can we take it one step back? Because I think that once you've figured out that email sequence for particular properties, then you're kind of good to go. Um, and you can set up all of them and the property managers here that have got, you know, uh, 200 properties. And I was like, I can't do one for for 200 properties. It's not going to work, which is, which is the reality of it. A lot of this doesn't get done because it's just too much to, to handle. If we talk about a hotel as well, they'll have quite varying, um, avatars, but they might not be able to create the, have the granularity of knowing exactly why I guess is saying, apart from making large assumptions that if it's during the week, it's probably business. If it's on the weekend, probably, you know, people getting away and, and, and then they might lose a bit in the, in, in the wash. If we talk about the baseline of setting up a sequence um, without that personalization, um, 
we're still going to do a fair bit of communicating like how how let's say out of the 20 how many we're going to keep in terms of touch points if it is we don't know exactly who's staying with us um well i would still keep those 20 if you're going to have that if a large booking window so if you got a small booking window you're going to cut it down but the most important part is to put in the guest's name and so the tech you have, your PMS or whatever you're using, you have got to put their name in there. And you can do that with little short codes or field codes, custom fields, however mm. it is that your PMS describes it. But you're gonna drop in the guest name, you're gonna drop in the property they're staying at. So it doesn't matter if you have 200 properties or if you have a hotel or a bed and breakfast, whatever it is you do, you can, leverage the tech to help you with these things, putting in the names, putting in the property name, um, and you generally know what they're coming for. And you can also put in things about your area. So, you know, even if they're coming for business, they, they probably still want to know a really great coffee place or a really great place to go out for dinner afterwards and just relax. And you can throw your little tips in there as well. One of the things that we send actually twice in two separate times, very focused on our digital guidebook and that's through touch day and we send an email specifically saying you've got to take a look at our digital guidebook and it has xyz and we bullet point the things that people most ask us about you know mm. what's the wi-fi code where's the closest grocery store how do we get the best prices for the local area attractions and shows anything that your guest ask you the most about, you wanna say, hey, this is where it's at. And so we twice send that link specifically all about the digital guidebook. And then we also send a text message because we want it to directly go on their phone. And so that text message says, hey, Bart, we're here. We're so happy you're coming. And here's a link to your digital guide with all the most important information. And the, yeah, we're doing it again and again and again, but you can't over communicate this important information. Mm, yeah. And then, so uh, that's, uh, that's kind of leads me on to the next question that I had for you, the, the SMS part. So SMS is a, a, a highly effective because the open rate and the read rate is, is, you know, 80, 90, almost hundred percent. I think it's probably dropping now because of the way that they've reconfigured the way that we look at our messages. So we've got the preview so we can actually start to filter out ones that we don't want to read. Um, a, so they're effective in terms of getting in touch with our guests, but also if it's a message, which is ill-conceived, it's really annoying like really annoying to get an SMS of something that I just don't want. Uh, so you go, you're sending guides. Are you doing any other SMS messages? I am. Um, even just a text saying, hey, we've just sent you the directions. Please check your email. Mm -hmm. And when they arrive, we actually have an SMS going out at 6 p.m. on arrival night that says, hey, we hope you made it safely. Please rate your check-in now. And then that link goes directly to our first impressions, which lives into our touch day digital guidebook. And the folks can rate their check-in, which is really mm -hmm. cool uh, because then we know, hey, we've got five stars and they've just said, hey, your place is super clean. We're so excited for our week here. And then we can screenshot that and send it to our team and tell them 
well done preparing for this guest. You did an awesome job. Mm. And that just it helps all around when we do that too. So that's something new that Touch Day just rolled out about a month or so uh, ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. My heart is singing. My heart is singing. Like, literally, it's something that I hadn't heard of before. It makes so much sense. And going back to the hotel thing, what's the worst thing? You get in, you get into the room, and then you're not happy. And then you have to call someone up, or you have to deal with it, or you just don't do anything because you can't be bothered, right? Or you can't be, you don't you don't want conflict. You're there for a different reason. But if you have that opportunity to give a bit of feedback, they could probably, 90% of the time, fix it. It's, I'm sorry to get excited about this, but it reminds me of being in a restaurant recently. And had they come up and said, hey, is your food okay? I, they, we could have resolved it. It was ice cold, but we were just so hungry. I was like, whatever, I'll just eat it. And then they got a negative review at the end of it, right? No one came up. It's not because they probably didn't care. It was just not part of the process or it just didn't happen that particular time. We're a table of 15. So, you know, that you know, go up to every person. Is your food okay? It can be difficult. So that first first impressions is, is what you're saying it's called. Yeah, and it's something we've actually always done um, ever since I started 15 years ago. We just yeah. did it differently. It was yeah. a phone call that we would do. Yeah. Um, and so our big houses, we still do the phone call after arrival. The smaller houses, we do a text message. And it's just like you said, Bart, it's coming to the guest and saying, hey, did you arrive safely? Is everything good? And opening that conversation and giving them the opportunity to tell us so that any little thing that is you know wrong it doesn't sit and fester throughout their entire stay and then they start nitpicking and then at the end you find out with a bad review we absolutely do not want that to happen this way we can take care of it right away and continue their trust in us that we're going to take care of them yeah love it okay so we've got a text message there then you've got uh, the phone call part so we can get in touch with them let's talk about the phone call uh, part of that journey um and uh, obviously phone calls can be useful some people won't like that that method of communication something people will find super personal depending on how you approach it you know being well trained in it is is useful as well uh at what point are phone calls uh, in your sort of journey or in your stack well, we wait until they've arrived and we do this in a very non-creepy way of checking the lock codes. <laughs> so we know exactly when they've arrived and we try to wait about an hour after that so that they have time to get in, bring their luggage in, um, have a seat and you know, look around the place. And then we, it's just a simple, you know, Hey Bart, this is Tayan with Branson Family Retreats. I was just calling to make sure you arrived safely and everything's good at the house. And then Bart says, yeah, it's amazing. The place is clean. It's awesome. Our family's so excited. But I did notice we couldn't get ice out of the ice maker on the fridge. It's like, hey, no problem. We're going to send someone over there within the hour. If you're not there, if you've gone out already for dinner, do you mind if they go in while you're out? And then Bart says, oh, yeah, that's fine. No problem. We won't be here yet. Uh, we'll leave the dogs in the crate. All will be good. It's like, okay, cool. Thanks. We'll take care of it. Let us know if you need anything else um right so just not not too many questions just kind of an open question to, to, for, for that conversation yep just an open conversation and just checking in on them and opening the conversation up yeah. the, the whole point yeah. is to open the conversation up yeah. um, and also to put us right there in the top of their phone list yeah and uh, my tip for that as well i remember in my sort of sales career at the very beginning it was really hard people would say ask open-ended questions and I'll be like, what's an open-ended question 
<laughs> and so they're ones that encourage conversations so that people can't answer yes or no uh, to. Um, you know, you'd be something like, what do you like about the property? They can't say yes or no. They have to open it up. And you'll have a whole list. And it's, I recommend you know, Google it. What are some great open-ended questions to ask a guest? Pop it into ChatGPT. It's probably got some ideas as well. But being well, well prepared for this is very good for you, but also for your team. And then you can try all these different questions and find the ones that are going to be most effective for, for you and, and the way that you talk in your business. Yep. And most people, you know, they don't want to sit around on the phone and talk to us. That's the majority of folks. So we try to keep it very short, just letting them yeah. know we're here for them. And then there's a handful of guests who keep us on the phone for about a half an hour and just want to chat, which is just fine too, because that's what we're here for is, you know, to make sure they have a great stay. Beautiful. Okay. Tyann, I'm, I'm sorry to do this, but we're, we're, time is disappearing and there's some really crucial elements that I want to cover off before we get to the end of this, because uh, I know that we could talk about this for half a day without a problem, without a problem. And we could debate different things and ideas as well, which would be really, uh, for me, super fun. But that's not the purpose of this. This is what we're trying to do is get people thinking, find new ideas and new ways of doing things and start to implement them. Um, we've talked about the 20 touch points and the, there's some ideas around phone calls, SMS, sending a, a, a card. In terms of the, the end of the process, so once they're there, obviously we can communicate, but once they've checked out, any any things that, you're, that you guys are doing? Yeah, we're sending, of course, your standard thank you email, asking them to leave us a review, let us know if there's anything that would have made their stay better. And then five days later, they also get an email saying, hey, we leave us a review on Google Business. And then the thank you card drops in the mailbox to them, the actual physical oh. greeting card that says thank you so much and directs them back to our website with a discount code to book again as a repeat guest. And How then, of course, if they uh, just five percent off the rent. Okay. So just, just a little bit, you know, make them feel special. I think that's that's the important thing is to make them feel special as a repeat guest. And, right. you know, it's really built up our direct bookings too because we've gotten down, you know, under 10% of revenue is Airbnb. Um, we're over 40% direct. And then Verbo in uh, Villas of Distinction make up the rest. So Verbo is a hefty chunk, about 45%. And, uh, but yeah, our book direct is definitely growing. And that's one of the reasons it is. Gotcha. Okay. Um, brilliant. There's a few kind of um, questions that I have that are sort of pending. And I know that people will be like, how, how do I do this? How do I do all the, the automation and the emails and, and get this all working? Um, we know that obviously property management systems, most of them nowadays will allow for this sort of communication and this sort of automation and workflows but i'm going to take a bit of a stab and a guess here that you're not doing all of it with just your pms you are correct i'm not so my pms <laughs> does do emails um, but all my sms texts are going through touch day touch day has a platform called memo that we rolled out last year and more and more features have been added to it uh, depending upon what pms you're integrated with you can have even more features with memo and memo is a way you can do 
scheduled communication flows through SMS text and also through email. So if your PMS doesn't have email, you can use Touch Day for that too. Um, so those are the two main channels for, you know, my PMS for email, Touch Day, Memo for SMS text. And then of course, you know, we have a phone call, we have the greeting card that is automated. Um, I have a pre-designed one that drops the guest name and address on there, which is really cool. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. I, I try to keep things simple, low tech, and um, but the best in class that works for me. And that that um, those letters, um, how you, how is that how is that happening? Um, that is through Mailbox Power. And okay. If you yeah, if if you're not able to sign up directly, you know, you'll just go to my website for a code to get in. That's no problem. Yeah. But I so think Mailbox it comes Power. Out... That's just uh, so you'd be googling almost so yeah look at mailbox power then google yeah. it, do some research find one that's going to work in your territory roughly how much per per uh, letter sent um i am a dollar fifty jeez that's it yeah it's a five by wait, seven wait. full color greeting card branded on the back and everything and with postage yeah with postage Cheapest chips. Cheapest chips. I know, right? We can't we right. can't we and can't it's... we can't send a letter for that 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 amount where, where I am in the world. Um so it all, all depends on your territory. But you build it into your costs, particularly um with those bigger bookings or longer lead times and you can find out a flow which is gonna work work for you to get get that data which you need. Um do you have someone that's actively monitoring sort of all these workflows and systems to sort of make sure that you know, like let's let's say you've got a bunch of bookings, so you got a spreadsheet or even a, your PMS and then you're looking at it you're going, how many days out did they book and where are they in the workflow? How are you kind of managing that, you know, understanding where they are in, in your in your funnel? So if someone, once someone's booked, they're, you know, in our PMS system, and then I can see on a page the whole communication flow that's, you know, scheduled out for them. And if I need to skip something, I can skip something. Um, that's yeah. not a big deal. Uh, well, we don't have, you, you know, for that? We're using owner reservations or owner res. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, we're not huge companies. So, you know, eight properties right now on the one side yeah. and the eight on the other side. So it's not like there's a ton to keep track of, but it is all automated. It drops in the human touch with the short codes, which is really good. Um, and there's only three of us who really has hands on of everything. Uh, the greeting cards I run once a month and you know run my spreadsheets and upload them and hit send it takes a whole i don't know five minutes a month type thing uh, so it's it's pretty easy and the the one of the ones from before if we send an sms to our customer or to our guest i think a lot of the time they're going to just respond um are we putting do not respond and just put it sending it from a generic number or are we buying our own phone number to be able to sms people and integrating it with mm. our that's a really uh, good question. Workflow. Yeah, so with Touch Day's memo, it's currently one way only. And at first I really thought, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna like this, but I'm gonna try it anyway, because I want two-way communication with my guests. But after almost a year of using it, I, I love it. I love that it's one way. And I put on the bottom saying, this is a no reply. 
if you have a question, and I use the question mark to keep my character count down, um, please text us at, and then I give the team number. That way the guests can just tap on the team number and it'll open up the messaging uh, to that gotcha. number. So that's how, and how the team number is our two way. Yeah, and what I found happens is that then when guests receive information, they don't feel obligated to reply. They don't feel yeah. obligated to give the thumbs up or to say, okay, or I got it or thanks. And those little replies don't clutter our communication boxes either. So it's worked out really, really well. And then if the guest does have a question, we make it very easy for them to ask us. <sighs> I just, I just could keep on going. I could keep on going and going. I just got so many more questions about, about this. Um, the SMS thing is, is fascinating. Um, uh, I worked for a company where we were building uh, this technology and then the ability to communicate one way and two ways and the way that you pay for SMSs and there's different routing of SMSs. It's a, it's a fascinating world. Um, I feel like I'm digressing, but I feel that we've given huge value. Tyan, you are awesome to talk to and to work with because you speak from a place of really having done it, having thought about it, um, and being super empathetic with the guests. And that's something that I really enjoy is, is enjoy talking to people that have got the guests first. Um, and uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, that most people aren't like that. We we're in hospitality. We want to be hospitable, but it's quite easy to not, uh, to, to not put the shoes on of your guest. It is, it is. And it's, you know, and when you do that too, and you're only thinking about making money or making the mortgage payment or just getting through the season, it's quite a detriment to your guest and to your brand. And, to, you know, if you go to any of our websites, you will see our mission and our values and how the reason I created Vacation Rentals and really have leaned into it is because of our mission and values of supporting the family unit. And that's our guests. They are a family unit and we're providing these spaces for them to come together, to strengthen their family bonds, to make memories. and. By doing that, I really believe we're able to change the world one family at a time by providing these places for families to safely come together and strengthen themselves. Because the family unit is the core of your community. It's the core of everything. And we, I mean, Bart, we can change the world with this. It's just amazing. Uh, it's uh that's a here we go again it's another thing i was actually thinking about um because i'm right now i'm in new zealand i'm away um uh, with my family and i'm actually thinking about oh, what what can i do to change the world and what what parts can i impact where it makes a huge difference for everybody so um i get this completely but i'm not going to let this topic go because we do need to finish up uh you are so wonderful thank you so much folks if you've been uh, listening to the podcast on the audio version please leave us a review and a rating it makes all the difference if you're watching on youtube thank you so much and leave a comment below make sure that you like and subscribe share it around and i would like to know my question for this episode is are how many how many communication points do you have with your guests let me know in the comments below tyan thank you so much once again um all the links will be in the show notes are there any final thoughts or anything else that uh, i have missed 
I would love it if listeners, you would tag me when you share your communication points. Um, you can find me in all the social medias at Tyann Mersink, and then you can also find Touch Day at Touch Day on Twitter and Facebook um, at Touch Day Welcome on uh, Instagram. But yes, tag me, tag Touch Day so we can see what your communication points are and we can help you out there too. Beautiful. Thank you so much once again. Have a fantastic rest of the day.